pod. I'm recording now, obviously, but just, you know, just for just for bits and bobs. Just for the bits and the bobs. Just for the bits and the bobs. Hello and welcome to Dot Dot Doc. I'm Ian, your host, and I'm joined by Matt today. Hi, Matt. Hey. How's it going? Hi. It's going well. It's going well. It's, um, yeah, it's ugh, chilled. Just a chilled Sunday here, like uh, as we're recording this podcast. But today we're talking about fire. Uh, about Fire Festival, the the greatest party that never happened. It's a 2019 documentary that you can find on Netflix. It's a Netflix documentary directed by Chris Smith. Matt, do you know who Chris Smith is? No. And why well, he why he should matter to us? Has he directed one of the pods we've covered? Uh, documentaries we've covered before? Not yet. Not yet. He's directed possibly my favorite documentary ever. American movie? Yeah, he directed an American movie. No way. Yeah, oh. I was like, what? That's insane. Because it was like only after... I was like, oh, Chris Smith, that rings a bell. Why does it ring a bell? And yeah, it's... Uh, he directed American movie. And he also directed... Um, what was it? Uh, Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond. Oh, yeah, yeah. It says that at the beginning, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see that. And he also directed no, it the. Might, um... It might be on the trailer for it actually, where it says oh, okay. he uh, directed that, but it doesn't bring up about American movie. Yeah, he also directed the Madeleine McCann documentary. You know, the eight-part series. Um, yeah. Which yeah, I thought was pretty good overall. Um, but yeah, I was like blown away by that because American movie, incredible documentary, absolutely amazing. Um, but we're not talking about that today. We will talk about it one day. It's like the kind <laughs> of one that I'm saving because it's just. Oh, so good. So good. Um, <laughs> what did you think of this documentary? Uh, I thought it was good, all in all. Um, started watching it, like, because, like, I think you'd seen it before. Um, this was my first time watching it. And within the first sort of bit of it, I was like, I don't feel like I'm going to enjoy this documentary. It just... I thought it was going to go down an avenue and I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be bored, um, but I wasn't. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, quite eye-opening to the world of, like, uh, influencers through the likes of Instagram and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, really good. Uh, quite, quite an interesting doc. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing this um, pretty much the week it came out because... It was one of those documentaries that I think we talked about this on the Catfish podcast, um, that it was a water cooler kind of documentary where it's just everybody's talking about it in my workplace. Um, and it was just like everybody seemed to have watched it the night before. And it was like, yeah. oh, have you seen the Fire Festival documentary? And it was like, ah, oh, this is it's so good. And it was just like kind of there was so many memes about this when it came out. It was just unbelievable. It was mainly about... Um, the uh, was it Andy King, the guy who um, like you know was prepared to suck dick to get uh, all the water for the festival. That bit, yeah. like wow, like and like I don't know about you, but like when I saw that bit, and then he's he's like telling the story of it, and he's like I I was prepared, I was prepared to go and suck dick to get the water. And then right at the end, he's like, but I didn't. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, really? Like, 
yeah, it was uh, that was quite a funny moment within the documentary. Yeah, I um, <laughs> there was a uh, an advert that came out for Ryan Reynolds's uh, I think it was his gin that he he's got like he's got like some gin company um, and he um. He did an advert saying like how far he's prepared to go to make he like you know loved the gin so much that he made each bottle by hand he's in, in, engraved every bottle and he's like uh, you know I blew every single bottle of the gin <laughs> and he's like I know how um it, there's was it the, you can never go too far for a company or something like that and then it shows it kind of cuts to um Andy in a bar uh. Like saying, this guy knows. <laughs> he says, I'll have that. I'll have some of that gin. I think it's, was it, um, what was it called? Avalon. Avalon gin, I think it is. I don't know. It might not be a gin in the end, and it might just be like me kind of, but I'll correct it if it is up in the notes. But it does, anyway, it does feel that, like, with, um, with all the kind of like memes and, and things that, that came out from, you know, the, the fire festival um just you know being an absolute shit show like it does feel like a lot of the people have like capitalized upon it like 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 with him doing that like it's he's able to laugh at himself um yeah yeah i imagine he's made money out of out of laughing at himself like made the best of a bad situation yeah 100 percent. i mean and it's a good it's a good way to be because, you know, like that could have come out and it could have, he could have been, oh no, I'm like embarrassed about that. But if you embrace it and just say, look, hey, you know, I was prepared to go this far to make this all work and that and I was trying to help out people. But it's, yeah, I think it's a good nature to have to be, to embrace that and, you know, embrace the memes when it comes to that. Yeah. Because, you know, he is loved. It's not like, you know, he's being completely laughed at. It's not like, you know, taking the piss out of him. It's... No, it's, yeah, and you, yeah. you kind of like with or how I felt within the documentary is like you kind of you kind of feel for him a bit because he is he he sees so much in Billy, and yeah. like he he really try he props him up and he he says you know I've worked with him for years in in different like ventures and he's excellent, um, and then it all just sort of comes crashing down at the end and you can see that that he's disappointed and he feels bad that he props Billy up so much to others. Um, but yeah, so you, you, you don't hate him within this documentary. I'll tell you what though, one, I was just surprised about how it's, it's the whole thing is based on that one image. Was it like of, um, of the them getting the supermodels on the island shooting the thing, it just feels kind of crazy because like when you look at the island, it looks quite small for what it is, and it kind of doesn't seem like on that island. I know, I know that the original like so the the thing started out as a way to promote the app, which yeah. was a good idea. Like it was um, it was a way of yeah hooking up so people can book artists for their parties for you know the you know to to make it more accessible so you're not stuck trying to like go for a friend of a friend or someone yeah. on instagram um to they they called it in the documentary almost like an uber for booking talent didn't they like yeah like a service that just makes it easier and i think if it's stuck if they just stuck to that um it would have it would have been great it would have oh, uh yeah. it 
you know, like it just seemed kind of like they got too ahead of themselves and it kind of, it almost, you wouldn't even think it was about an app in the end. You just think, oh, no. it's about them putting on some kind of a really ambitious um, festival. And I feel like it kind of almost goes into, because, you know, his Magnesis cards that he brought out, which was like almost like a black card, like uh, to get you into uh, exclusive parties and exclusive um, events and stuff and like yeah. gig tickets and that. It just seemed like they could... If I feel like if they would have made the festival, like if they scaled it down to make it even more exclusive, um, it just felt like they kind of they could it could have happened. I think yeah. it could have even if it was just a day festival, they didn't have to be so ambitious to make it like a, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it was a day festival in the end. I just kind of assumed that with um, camping and stuff, they might it might be in a few days. Um, yeah, but I do think if. If they would have scaled it down a bit, uh, like invited more exclusive people, had like just you know celebs there or something for the day, and made it like a, a simple thing, it could have happened. Overall, um, well, I know that with was it, it Norman's completely overly ambitious from the get go. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah start, starting out. It was going to be on Pablo Escobar's private island. Um, yeah. yeah. Which looked stunning. The island looked stunning. But again, with the amount of people they were saying that were going to be there, you looked at that island and you did. You just thought, how is that going to work? Like, how did they not see that not working? Like, but I think, again, like, with these people doing it, they kind of, they were blinded by money, perhaps, like, that was... Their, their idea was on well, what we can make out of this and not on actual, like, how it will actually work, how how it will all actually come together. They had, they had an idea and they ran with it. Because it, uh, it was this Billy uh, McFarland, is it? Um, yeah, yeah. And Ja Rule. Um, and, yeah, it's just... Yeah, I mean, from the get-go, I, I can't understand why they couldn't see that it was not going to work. It's because Billy was a hype guy. He was like kind of, I mean, I imagine having someone with that much uh, infectious enthusiasm, um, he could get anybody on on board. And, you know, if someone's kind of telling you like, we're going to have this, we're going to have this, we're going to have all this kind of crazy stuff. um, And, you know, he's got that magnesis behind him as well, which, you know, I guess people seen as it was working because they um, referenced that. Um, those parties were insane, uh, and they had like yeah. ama- like amazing guests, and it looks like they kind of pulled that off, but like they didn't realize how much they weren't really making money um, at all, and there was like a lot of problems around that. But yeah. it just feels like um, uh, you know, like it, you, I imagine it's easy to hide all this stuff. And plus anybody who is like a naysayer, like on this, like, uh, look, like my favorite thing is that, uh, Keith, the pilot, mm-hmm. uh, he's, um, he says like, Oh, like, uh, basically we've got like this logistics problem. So he's just like, so he's literally a pilot they hired to, to go to the island. He's like advising them on, uh, on the toilet situation on like, Oh, like, logistically you wouldn't be able to fit that amount of people on this Island. Like, you know, yeah. all these tents, you wouldn't be able to do it. And, I don't know what they were thinking about the uh, the lodges and the cabins and stuff like that because it was just a, like an empty island anyway. So it's like, yeah. um, it just felt like as soon as he brought this up and he was like, oh, you know, like the the most 
the only way you can get around this is having like uh, some cruise ships, which I think would have worked. But then he was like, oh, like, you know, you can have people who are like fucked out of their face on drugs or, or, or on uh, drinking and stuff. And then trying to get back and forth to a, like a, a cruise ship in the middle of like the I ocean. Think they were going to use dinghies. Like, oh. so, you know, that would have been an absolute recipe for disaster. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. I get the idea of having a cruise ship there, you know, like to basically house people. Um, that would have been a better idea, but maybe maybe not taking them in dinghies. Like I just I mm. think that definitely would have been a recipe for disaster, and they could have been in trouble for a lot more stuff, like maybe death um, of quite a lot of people. Um, but yeah, you see where that idea was. It was a good idea, but just maybe not, like most of it, not thought through well enough. No. I mean, and I, it, was shot down, it was shot down in the end anyway. So, you know, it didn't, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, especially with him. It seemed like he was finding out for the first time that they were like basically kind of like uh, shot down. Yeah, as you said, like shot down his idea. And he's like, oh, really? We're not going to get yeah. the, the cruise ships? And he's like, no. And it was like, oh, okay, like game over. Um <laughs> Also, another thing is they got the um, they got this guy who was like what only twenty two, twenty three years old, and got him t to book like all the acts for the festival, and he had had like no no former like knowledge of how to do this. It's uh, <laughs> it's just it's just crazy because they got the best of the best for the app. They they said, and they got um, you know all that all that side of things, and it just seems like it was literally hey, all right. You, this guy I know, like you can work out the logistics for you know the the sewage situation, or you can work out. Um, I don't know. It's it just seemed kind of crazy, and like the line. It, it was very amateur in the way it was structured, mm. um, which just does not make sense. Like especially yeah. when you you look at the, the kind of promo videos that they were putting out for it. Uh, and again, using all these like models and things to make it look like, you know, the the biggest party ever. And, you know, look at this promo video. This is the this this could be you. This is you on this island enjoying this this beautiful island life on, you know, and seeing these amazing music acts and things like that. And again, it's just uh it kind of harks back to that whole social media thing of like things aren't always as good as they seem like, like even with these influencers, like posting love, you know, all these amazing things and people looking at this through the likes of Instagram and wishing their lives were like that. But behind the curtain, it's not always like that. It's, um, it's a mask. Yeah. I mean, well, they got like, the supermodels, they had the the pigs, like the little like, <laughs> yeah. Because um, I remember there being a big thing about um, those pigs on the island. There was a big deal about how they would obviously only have these little pigs, and then like apparently uh, I know that was it. Uh, Peter, um, you know the P E T A Peter. Yeah. Um, they were like losing their minds about it because. Um, it is cruel having these pigs on on this beach, and I think uh, they just I don't know, what was it? They I think they basically slaughter them when they get to like a certain age or or something like yeah. that. I remember that being a a thing that people were kicking off about. 
like when it came out and when I looked into it before. I need to, yeah, definitely. I'll put um, a link in the show notes. But um, but it was just in, I don't know, like uh, they say in the documentary, um, the core team that were putting it together only had six to eight weeks to put it all together. Like, yeah. And I don't understand why it was happening so soon. They could have um, put it back a year because at this point, I don't know if the app had even launched uh-huh. at this point. Um it just feels like why why rush why why the rush they could have I, I think I think all of that is down to Billy like yeah. Billy it seems he's one of these guys that has an idea and it he has to make it happen like it's not a case of okay maybe it won't work in the time frame that we've put it out there for therefore we'll take you know take a step back take a bit more time with it so therefore it will it it will happen the way we want it to happen. It's, I've said it will happen, so therefore it will happen. Um, come rain or come shine. And obviously, in this case, it was it was come rain. Like, it was just awful. Well, I think he, um, I know that he was borrowing quite a lot of money from lots of different people, and it was like, um, he had to pay back um, like silly amounts of money within like short amounts of time. It was like proper, um, like, Robin Peter to pay Paul, uh, yeah. like, um, yeah, I mean, kind of thing. It, it, it's... it came out that he basically lied to pretty much all the investors, mm. like, so yeah, you know, in which he eventually got into quite a lot of trouble for. Yeah, it was, I was surprised about that. I mean, I want to talk about that in a bit, the um, especially the post after the festival kind of thing, because there's a yeah. bit that I just don't understand why he would do that, but uh, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, I just think it's crazy that they promised the influencers for one post on their social media, a free bedroom villa on the beach. It just seems yeah. like that's crazy. Like, uh, because, and, and it's for free. It's for free as well. So, and I don't know how many influencers, um, were invited to the festival, but it seemed like a fair bit. It seemed like everybody on there was an influence and the people who, were, um, what was it? The what was it? I think it was like four thousand. Oh, okay, so villa was four thousand three hundred and ninety-five dollars per person, and it yeah. was like a um for for like two to eight people. So you know, a minimum of you're paying like eight grand for like this villa for like just a couple of days, and that. But then again, it says it includes round uh a round trip, you know, flights and VIP tickets. Yeah, but it's. Insane because you know, and then they say like uh, to put the money on the uh, wristbands, uh, which I've definitely had problems with that in the past when I've gone to festivals and stuff. I know that people when, they, when they, it, said, they said that the the network out there on the island was so so bad that it wouldn't have been viable anyway. Yeah, yeah, so, they didn't. Have... Like, people would have got there and they'd have been skinned. Like mm. they'd have had nothing. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was for the band so much because it was kind of like those were like almost like contactless cards. But I know that um, there was no, I think, internet like there was there to like you know have to accept the payments to yeah to. Um, but I don't know. I just don't understand like why promise all these things and not have it in in the first place, or at least like you know under like have it for like the core people because I know that was it. Kendall Jenner getting paid. Um, did she get paid two hundred and fifty thousand? to yeah she did um to post 
that one post. Yeah. That that pretty much launched the whole thing. She it was that one post, and it was because of her post that um, there was like major strict laws that come in for influencers and um, you know social media personalities um, that they had to say whether or not a post was advertising, you yeah. know, like paid promotion, because mm-hmm. this, yeah, they completely screwed it on on. After that, I mean, it makes sense though, because there's there's so much like hidden advertisement. And... I mean, from from what I get from the documentary, like, I don't feel that Billy was ever in the thought process of coming through with half of these promises. I think I think he has that mindset of put it's like dangling the carrot, like put this out there for for people to jump on board and. Once they're in, they're in. They've paid their money. They're here. Like, it's... I don't have to come back on these promises after that because we'll show him a good time anyway, which I imagine he did. Because I don't think for a second he wanted the whole thing to fail. Um, He thought that they... I think up until the very end, he thought that they'd be able to salvage it in one way or another. Um, But obviously, that, that really wasn't the case. It was... An absolute clusterfuck. I just don't understand because there was there was like obviously like all that rain and stuff the the night or so before, and they could have just said, oh, due to um, weather situation, we've cancelled, um, you know, last minute and stuff, and it could have been the yeah. whole thing, and they could have pushed it back to a little bit later on, give them some more time. Um, but then again, I guess at this point they um, they had so much debt that it was payable, like the. Yeah. The moment the festival started, so they probably yeah. they were too I, far I, in. Yeah, I think by that point there was no turning back. It, no. it was a case of you know I've, I've promised people all this, I've lent all this money, um, I have to pay that back. So therefore, we have to go ahead. Like they they was it, he was completely stuck between a rock and a hard place, but all of it due to his own doing really like he he'd created the mess that he was laying in yeah i just feel bad for the people of uh exuma um yeah. of great exuma like honestly they're like working for like a month or so up up to time doing all this work probably working like really really long days to make these structures put up these tents um yeah. the that um restaurant owner of the exuma point restaurant um marianne um yeah she Wow, she like end up investing fifty k of well, not investing. She like had to pay out fifty k of her own money that she had like um just to f- you know funds the food and stuff for the people who turned up and that um yeah and which people... was out of her own savings like that was like they cleared her out completely like... yeah it was yeah disgusting like it's just I don't know I don't know how they could like it's and then like was it the because that was the main catering of the festival after a while, wasn't it? Because of, um, I know that they had like this major catering thing planned and they were meant to pay six million to, to sort it out. No, they only had like the budget for one million. And then was it Andy was like left with just two weeks to come up with food service for 6,000. Oh, so it was 6,000 kids. Yeah. Who end up going, um, which is crazy. Cause you think like how many of those actually paid to be there? And like, Um, it just feel that just seems insane. Um, oh, but I don't know. I mean, 
And I, I just, I love how the whole thing is kind of like just destroyed over a cheese sandwich. Yeah, that post. Oh. <laughs> and it is, it is kind of the, uh, I think they even say within the documentary how, you know, it was these influencers who kind of got people on board by their posts and then it took one post of this cheese sandwich to completely tear it down and it's just amazing like uh-huh. the power of, of social media the power of of the internet like yeah it's ugh. and it, it couldn't look more unappealing could it it's just like right. it's uh, <laughs> this bit of salad on the side oh it's uh, and that that crappy american cheese oh <laughs> Yeah. Do you find it really hard to be sympathetic for the influencers who went there? Because I was watching it and I was like, mm, I understand they're in a shitty situation on this, but I just felt like, I don't know, a part of me, I'm like, mm, it's kind of like... I just... Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of a bit of a grey area, because you do feel bad for them to a degree, but then also, yeah. like... Like... <sighs> I don't know if you can feel bad for them either. I, I had mixed feelings about it myself. Yeah. I just like kind of I was watching it. I know that I should be feeling bad because you know these people obviously pay out all this money, or they may of well, I mean they paid out some money to get there, like or even paid put money on a card, and you know they, I don't know, um, had like a miserable time, and it's I'm just kind of I don't know. I just I found them really annoying. Like most yeah. of the people in um, who were featured in that, I find that I did find them like really annoying overall. Um, and that one guy who just looked like he had his eyes fallen open the the whole thing when he was it was like he was screaming for his eyes, but like he was just talking normally. It was like yeah, I don't know. It it made me it made me feel like a terrible person for kind of thinking ah oh, you know like because you kind of expected it to be like that. As the documentary went on, you knew it was going to be a clusterfuck when it got to it. Oh yeah, but... yeah, completely. And and you are you you kind of in in that position where you'd like to think, well, like I wouldn't be fooled by such a thing. Like, and it's kind of laughable that some of these people were. Um, well, I mean, they had no reason to believe that it wasn't because if you look at all those pictures and that, they were like kind of. Um, you know, it looked prestigious. They were still using the pictures and that from the first photo shoot. And, um, I mean, there was those video, um, the videos and the pictures and all the social media stuff that come out about like saying, Oh, this is not going to be as great as it is. It's look at, look yeah. at all this. Um, like, was it? uh, so I understand why, I mean, you just expect it to work out, you know, like, um, you have no reason not to believe, you know, all these models and all these influences and stuff are posted about this. You think, oh, wow, it's got to be legit. You know, like you wouldn't think, um, I don't know. You just, you just wouldn't expect that, especially with how much it costs to go there. And, and that, especially ja, like Ja Rule, <laughs> like putting his like name on the line for that. I don't know. It's, it, it looks like he's basically got off with everything scot-free as well. Like, yeah, like it just—it feels like yeah, none of. Or like it's like he's somehow he has some power to just be able to go. Oh well, I wash my hands of that. Um, and I think he released a kind of mini statement um, saying that he was duped as well by Billy. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was duped. He was hoodwinked. Um, and yeah, I—I I, I don't know. It just—it does—it does seem strange that nothing really came of it for him. Like, because. 
from the get-go, it, it appears that it's a partnership. Mm. I mean, it's, yeah, it did, it did seem like he was in the room for every major decision that was made. So I don't yeah. understand. And he knew there was major problems with this and this and this. And he was like, yeah, just make it happen. Just make it happen. You know, yeah. like he, um, it just feels, how did he not know? He could have pulled out of this. He could have like took his name off this, like, you know, a little while in. Um, it's, it's, yeah, ridiculous. Um, did you know that there was another documentary that was released at the same time called um, Fire Fraud, and it was released on uh, Hulu? Um, I've I done a little bit of reading after watching the documentary, and I, I did see, but I didn't quite, I didn't read into what the documentary covered, whether it was the same gist or, or what. It more or less was, but yeah. there's this thing where I... So basically, the... The company that you, um, the social media company in um, the documentary that fuck Jerry, mm -hmm. they produced this documentary of on on Netflix, the Netflix one, and there's a lot of people say that it has a heavy bias towards them, and it kind of portrays them as the victims. You know, they were taken for a ride, and they were like kind of the victims all altogether. But the argument that uh, fire fraud presents is that um they knew about this months months before they knew about the situation as it was going along and they still posted day by day and stuff that you know this was hey this is still going ahead this is all good you know and all that stuff yeah i know that they were a company that were hired to do social media but you know they couldn't just pull out and stuff um yeah. for the thing like it's it just feels yeah, apparently the Netflix one is quite biased towards that. So, right. um, but yeah, fire, yeah, fire frauds on on Hulu. Anyway, um, when was it? But when Billy was getting interviewed, as the festival was happening, and they're like, you know, they just as they cancelled it and um, all that, he said, "V one has failed." Like, as in, like, yep, yep, that's uh, version one of the festival. It hasn't worked out well, so, you know, we'll be all set for the next one. It's just, <laughs> like, there's no, you knew for a fact that there's no way ahead, like, that was going to happen again. Um, no, exactly. He's, 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 like we said before, he's like, he's a, he's a hype guy, he's a yes man, he's a, you know, he he won't admit defeat. Like, no. he's, he's one of those guys that will he'll accentuate the positives if there are any but he will just he's blind to any negativity to to, to do with any of his ventures yeah i just oh, i don't know i didn't you could see him there at the festival and he was like obviously it seems like people just moaning at him the whole time obviously because there was yeah. so much shit going on um uh -huh. I don't and he, know. he just, uh, I think they say in one bit that he would just like take like a sort of quad bike or something and just drive off and then come back yeah. and he'd be all like raring to go again. Like, yeah, but, like, things got tough. He ran away and then came back with what he thought were answers or solutions, but there were none. Yeah, um, I, I like how there was like lots of shots of him kind of looking a bit like you know, solemn and stuff on like a jet ski or uh. <laughs> Or that it's like him looking like yeah I'm in deep in thought I'm gonna sort this out I'm looking a bit sad. I I do wonder how a guy in that position that like like would deal with the anxieties of 
like because you're watching it all crumble before you and even though like out loud he doesn't want to admit it internally he must know what is going on and how much shit he is in um like that must be a hell of a lot of anxiety to deal with um but again he's he's a salesman he puts on that face he puts on that mask and he's able to to make it seem although everything's okay um and it, it, I, I imagine the type of guy he is like even when it was going to shit and crumbling in his head he's probably thinking of his next venture what's next like yeah. after well, i mean this, yeah what? you you see that towards the end don't you like that kind of thing yeah. but we'll we'll go into that in a bit but do you reckon um if it wasn't for the like the storm and the rain that happened like the night or so before and it, it you know, all the stuff wasn't like soaking wet and it wasn't all just a complete washout. Could you envision, a, you know, like a, a scenario where it actually went ahead and kind of turned out okay, but super lackluster in a way as well? I think no matter what, I, I, I think storm or no storm, um, the people that went there and paid all that money would not have, have left happy. Right, because they... they that it was built on empty promises. So like everything that was promised was 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 not adhered to. Um, so no, I don't think it would have worked. It may have gone ahead. Hmm. Um, it would have been ripped apart. It wouldn't have, there's no way like another festival yeah. would have been the, like even happened. I mean, uh, then again, uh, was it the, the guy who booked all the bands? He canceled all the bands anyway, didn't he? Yeah. On, on, on the day. Um, so... Yeah. That wasn't happening. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a it was a wildly dreamed up idea that just was like insanely poorly executed, um, which is why it didn't come to fruition. Like it was, I, I don't think it would have worked at all. Like with just just in the way it was put together and planned, I think it was a pipe dream. Yeah. So after the festival, it. There was a few things that was just crazy, like as in, after it all went down and there was like they, it was in the news and uh, like there was a media storm about it. Then Ja Rule going on the record saying that you know we didn't defraud anybody. It's not fraud. It was just false advertising. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, um, I don't understand why Billy chose to film all of the scamming, the ticket scam stuff. I don't understand yeah. why he seems so jet set on um, on filming that because it, it was a scam and it did feel like he was just raising that money to pay back whatever he owed, like he had to pay for Fire Festival. Um, yeah. But I don't understand what his long-term goal for that was. Well, I, I kind of thought that throughout this whole documentary, I, I kind of wondered, like, is, is Billy himself gaining from this documentary um, because of there's so much footage and I, I take it that some of the footage must have been his own. So I wondered if, if like the popularity of this documentary and it, it being sold to Netflix, um, whether any of that would go back to him. Yeah, I don't know because I know that after to pay for the lawsuits because they got they got really there's loads and loads of lawsuits after this yeah. for, for you know for Jar Rule for some and then like but he was always kind of like as you said he kind of 
just disappeared in that sense. Yeah. Like it wasn't really stuck to him. Was that? He flew under the radar. He, he was. He was yeah. It's like Jar is untouchable. <laughs> yeah, it's. Oh. But he. Um, I, I don't know. There was like a thing that I was reading. It said that uh, I think he settled out out of court with like a lot of them and stuff. So there was like you know. So he had his name st- struck from like the lawsuits on a few of them because he yeah. kind of dealt with it in his own way. Um, but I. Um, I know that they sold merch for Fire Festival um, after, like, uh, to fund, you know, the lawsuits and all that stuff, um, which was, I think it was quite a cool gimmick because it come out, I think the merch came out after um, after the documentary came out. So it was a big hype around it. It was like, oh, you know, I, you know, this Fire Festival t-shirts, you know, it's kind of recognizable as a complete disaster. Overall. Yeah. But, um, yeah, then it said that... Uh, Billy got like six years in federal prison and he got a lifetime ban of, on serving as like a corporate officer and a director of a company. Yeah. Um, it's, Did, I don't know. I don't think he's going to come back in any way, but. Well, I, I don't know if you've read, you probably have, but like I read that apparently um, last year um, he filed to be released from, from prison because of COVID. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So his lawyers were saying that um, his basically his immune system wasn't up to to being in in confinement um, with because apparently at this at this uh, jail he's at this prison um, there mm. were quite a lot of COVID cases. So he then tried to use that to get out of jail, and and like his lawyers were saying, you know. The, this this guy isn't in prison for hurting people or anything like that, so he's he's not unsafe to be out on the streets. So therefore, he should be released because of of COVID, um, which to me is like a kind of grasping at straws. <laughs> like because this man is obviously not made for prison. Um, it, it's not in any form the lifestyle he's used to. Um, so yeah, I just when I read that, like, I, I was like, wow, like. Did he get out in the end? Because no, I know that he was in federal prison, but no, he didn't get out. He's, no? um, as of, uh, I think there was another thing last year that came out, um, I think the tail end of last year, um, where he got put into solitary confinement um, because he released a podcast. He released well, a, From the prison? Yep. He released, <laughs> he released a podcast and it was, I think it was like phone conversations um, uh. and it was going through like what happened with fire festival and for some reason after it he was then put into solitary confinement oh wow yeah like, i guess that was against maybe that was against the i don't know this so was, i guess that was like was it recorded like you know with without the permission of yeah i'm, I'm guessing um, I, I don't know because i'm i'm sure something i read like i only read briefly but it said um he was I think it said he was put in solitary confinement for his own protection. Oh. So I don't know whether there was like things going on within the prison or what, but yeah, I, I found that quite interesting. Again, he was like this, even in prison, he's like got this entrepreneurial spirit of <laughs> trying to release something to, it's just like, there comes a time where you've got to be like, okay, stop. Like, realize what you've done is wrong pay pay for it um 
and yeah, <laughs> like move forward with your life, um, but still is trying to gain something more. Um, yeah, I, ju- I just found that quite interesting. Um, yeah, I need to look up and see if that podcast still exists. Yeah. Um, it might, it might do. It might. It was bound to be on the internet somewhere. So yeah. I'll, uh, yeah, if, we, if I find it, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I see that Jar Rule released his own talent booking platform called Icon in the yeah. end. So it looks like they just pivoted to that in the end. Um, it was. Um, I remember. Go on. Sorry. Um, when he released that, I, I think he um, he released some uh, tweets and things um, or stuff on Instagram. Uh, sort of talking about Fire Festival, um, and I think he was trying to again like play like he was duped, he was the good guy, uh, but apparently people just ripped into him online and started like really going into him on like his kind of his part of of creating this this absolute mess. Um, and like I read some of them, and they're just they're quite funny to read through because he. he just gets so defensive um about it and it was like that was quite a funny read reading some of them back yeah i I know there's like a lot of things i've seen on reddit and uh when they're commenting about some kind of ridiculous situation or some kind of scam like there's always some kind of thing where they say oh i suspect jar rule will be like involved in this somehow or (laughs) that kind of thing it's uh i don't know it's i just found it so random to see him in in the dock because i remember like obviously his music Back in the day, I don't know if he's still making music. Um, I'm sure. Where he's just like, where he's just like a yeah an influencer or something now. But um, yeah, his name was recognizable to me. Like yeah. um, the, um, the thing, the lady. Sorry, I've her name slipping. Um, but uh, the, the uh, what, are you on about Marianne? Yeah, the like, uh, uh, the one who lost like fifty k. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she. Uh, People are apparently after the documentary, like because they felt so bad for her. They, um, like, I, I'm guessing they sort of uh, gave to a just giving thing for her to sort of build her money back up. Um, but, yeah, I seen that. They it was like two hundred thousand they raised this week. Yeah, and just after the but after then the doc came out, she nearly got scammed out of half of that as well. Apparently, what? Yeah, by like apparently it was her friend who set it up for her, or supposed friend, and. Uh, this friend uh, tried to walk away with half the money that was raised, oh. um, but from what I read, she did. They they didn't get away with it, so which is a, a, a good news story for her at least. I do feel sorry for her overall because like it, she was like the major victim of this. Oh, um, I would say the, the well, victims of this documentary, the the great Exuma resonance. Yeah, um, yeah. It's the just the people they work so hard. They were the people who were putting the work in and trying to make it happen. Mm. Um, but it was just directed so shoddily. Um, like the 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 man hours that were that were put into creating this, um, and half of these people weren't paid correctly. And then they had people coming to them demanding money back from them. So yeah, oh. yeah it's just just disgusting. It's yeah, it's like sick. Um, yeah. It's sick in a bad way. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I I yeah, I do feel really sorry for people. And I, what do you think about the um, phone call? Because at the end of the documentary, it um, what's his name? I think it's his name Jr. Or uh, I can't remember. His I'll 
yeah, I'm not too sure what his uh, name was. The um, the guy is who is the his contact on the island, and he said like, um, was it Billy con- like rung him during the interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, is I just anything you, you anything you want me to say for you uh, whilst they're filming me? Yeah. Yeah, that I was surprised about that because I kind of I thought, what does that mean overall? Yeah. Like, because uh, at this point, I assumed that he had no connection with Billy, and yeah. I don't understand why you'd still be talking to Billy if he essentially fucked you over completely. Yeah. Um, that that kind of like when I saw that bit at the end, like kind of like brought a kind of air of mystery uh, to the documentary, like which is why as well, like. I wondered, is Billy gaining out of this documentary somehow? Yeah. Um, I know that he... uh, Like, he was meant to be interviewed, like, do an interview for the Netflix doc, but he demanded something like 125000 for the Netflix doc. Of course he did, yeah. um, For for a thing. And he, his... um, It was because he said that uh, Hulu were paying him... Mm -hmm. um, for the the fire fraud documentary, two hundred and fifty k, right? Um, and there was a spokesman that came out in the end saying, "Look, like we didn't pay him two hundred and fifty k, um, because, but we did pay him, you know, a fair bit and stuff." Yeah. Um, it's like it's like that that like from what you get from this documentary, that just speaks to his character, though, like the fact mm-hmm. that he would then try and play these two documentaries against each other to yeah. gain out of them, like it's. I suppose that makes sense because, like, in terms of the reason why he was so obsessed with making so much footage is because it makes it more crazy. It makes it like a, a like a profitable doc in that sense. And like, if he, um, you know, if it becomes a major doc, then it's like he can sell. You know, they can sell merchandise um, yeah. for this. I don't know if I don't know. I don't know if he's if he paid off all his debts off the back of this or. I can't imagine so. I mean, like, he's now in prison. I guess it's kind of, like, not not happening. No. But I imagine he he seemed to have, like, a lot of money still at the end, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he had, like, those um, hotels. I don't know if it's he knew people in high places. And what was with the Frank thing? Like, that guy, they tried to make him the yeah. kind of... I think he was... They put his name as... Because I imagine at this point, uh, Billy could not... Um, no, yeah, like, have any company or have anything with his name on it, so he was the you know the the face of the company. Yeah, he was, a, I guess, in a way, the full guy as well. Like, like we'll put his name on everything, like because again, like especially after the absolute disaster of of Fire Festival, um, you know, what investor is going to invest in Billy at that moment? Like, I can't, I can't see anyone like. It, you know, unless they're, they're absolutely okay with losing their money. Yeah, I, I don't see him coming back from that at all. I can't imagine him being able to do anything after this, but um, maybe he, I don't know, writes a book about it and, you know, recoups his money somehow from yeah, that. Like, I, I mean, uh, I, I really think that no matter what, he's, um, he's the type of guy where he will probably find a way to gain out of this eventually mm-hmm. um, in the long run. Um, he he just he comes across that type of guy like he will not quit. Yeah, I mean he knew he knew for a fact when they were filming uh, the scam and the ticket the ticket scam stuff that he was going to prison. He had nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, at that point, it, he was just trying to maybe put some money aside. Maybe he's put it into an account for after. I don't know. It's 
it's uh yeah it's a interesting one i i still question why they were filming like why he was obsessed with filming that part like, yeah it just felt like it was kind of doomed at that point mm-hmm. so um but yeah yeah weird one weird one anyway i think that is it for the doc i definitely have anything else more to talk about anything else you want to touch on like no no just uh like i did enjoy it like i, I went into it um really not being sure whether i was going to enjoy this documentary um but it turned out really good um fairly comical at parts um and just yeah again very eye-opening and just like to the likes of you and me like a different world uh these like influencers with all this money and just able to throw so much money at stuff um yeah just uh an eye-opening doc i enjoyed it yeah i i I think it's great i think it's a fun yeah fun little documentary to watch um and i guess if you kind of watch it in tandem with uh the other doc that come out it's you can get like a whole i remember seeing an article and it said like uh it's um you have a lot of knowledge about the overall thing but you kind of don't really gain much from it in that sense yeah but um but yeah, yeah, I thought it was great overall, and yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Um, thanks for listening, if you're still listening. Um, and yeah, feel free to um, send us a message using the email in the show notes. You can contact us on the socials, um, all in the show notes again. And yeah, if you let us know what you thought of the doc, um, it'd be good to hear your feedback. Okay, anyway, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. That is done. Whoop.